What's up, Braves Nation? This is the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John McKay, and on the other side is that lovely voice boy from Murray, Kentucky, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, how's it going? Hey, John. It's going. How's it going with you? It's going. Um, the Braves are um, on a skid, but they'll turn <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, let me let me just tell you how, you know, how the weekend went, okay? You know, of course, we're going to talk about Friday's game, and that was good. Friday... You know, we pick up a win. That's great. First of all, I'm not a huge fan of Major League Baseball and their lovely scheduling. Being on the West Coast, that's not very much fun. You know, the Mets are playing, you know, on the East Coast. So, we're not. We're on the West Coast. So I'm not sure how that got all figured out. But anyway, that that's for another that's for another time. So, here's how the weekend went. Of course, Friday, yeah, great. Braves win. But my football team, the Murray High Tigers, lose. Okay? Yeah. Uh, just to – just a not a very fun game. So then we go to Saturday. Um, of course, the Braves lose on Saturday. That that's not very good. Uh, about the only thing that really was good on Saturday, yeah, Kentucky won. That was great. Uh, you know, that was about it. Murray State lost. Uh, so that really, you know, kind of compounded things. And then you go to Sunday. Uh, you know, the Braves lost again, and 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 we're going to talk about that in dramatic fashion. Uh, with a blown save, which we'll talk about that. And then, uh, you know, my NASCAR driver, uh, Chase Elliott, you know, from Georgia, uh, he finished 12th. He's not had a good run in the playoffs because they're in the playoffs. You know, they're, they're two races into the playoffs. So not had a good run. He's like the, he was the overall champ this year, and he's not had a good run in the playoffs. So, and then to compound it all, you know, I love the Cowboys, and they played on Sunday Night Football – and Dak Prescott gets hurt, and now he's out like eight to ten weeks uh, because some thumb injury broke his thumb or something. So he's out. And then, of course, on Monday we lose again. So it's just not been very good, John. I don't know why. <laughs> well, I guess it's something with Texas quarterbacks because uh, Texas – Yeah. University of Texas quarterback is out for four to six weeks too. So Yeah, yeah, he uh, – he and he got injured. Uh, you know what a game they had against Alabama. Uh, they just kind of gave it away. They gave them too much time, you know, to do anything. And and honestly, they were what one tackle, one missed tackle uh, yeah. that uh, you know they they had you know the Alabama quarterback and and he just kind of went flying right over him, ducked under the tackle and and then uh, made something out of out of nothing. So. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a uh, interesting, uh, interesting weekend. I'm, you know, full of um, some upsets and and um, you know, I, I really surprised Kentucky got the win in in uh, Florida, but that was good too. So anyway, it was a uh, it, it was a crazy weekend, and and uh, I don't have any high school football this weekend. I'm off, uh, so I can't be disappointed in that regard, but. Uh, you know, Braves got to get back to winning. I'm disappointed. You know, we, we've lost three in a row. We went so late in the season where we even had lost three in a row, and, and we had so many opportunities. Uh, you know, look, I can I can understand Saturday's game. That's great. We lose. You know, we had won so many in a row. Eventually, we're going to slip up and lose. Uh, but Sunday, you know, we made a great and valiant comeback. I'd given up because I'd gone to church, for one. Uh, so I, I wasn't, I'd kind of turned it off and, and, um, and so I, I was watching some NFL games too, and they were, uh, you know, pretty good. Uh, so, 
I, I, you know, until you texted me and, and said something about it, I'd, I'd really paid no attention to it. And then, and, and then we end up losing it in the ninth. You know, it's just disappointing because we've had our chances. And to be honest with you, you know, with the loss on Saturday, okay, that's fine. The Mets win. I get it. No, no worries. You know, we're back out a half a game. But if, if we stay in contact and we win on, on Sunday and then win on Monday, we're back in first place again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because the schedule is really dictating – you know, for the Mets in a in a better fashion than it is for the Braves because the Giants are playing much better baseball right now than what they have been. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a much better team than what they have shown early in the season, and even they have a tough division. Padres have gotten better, uh, well, somewhat better, I say. Uh, I think, you know, even if they had not made the Soto deal, I think they were much better in that regard. Um, you know, the, uh, the, the Dodgers obviously are, are uh, great in that division, but the Giants kind of finishing in third place, but they have played so much better uh, of late. And, and so it's been tough. The Mariners have been tough. And, and the Mets are playing, you know, teams. They played the Marlins, uh, and, and now they played the Cubs. And fortunately, the Marlins got to win. The Cubs got to win. Uh, so, yay, but – you don't expect too many wins out of those teams. And then they play the Pirates over the weekend. Uh, so, you know, it just doesn't get any easier for the Braves. And the Mets seem to have come away with uh, playing teams outside of the division, but playing teams like the Pirates and the Cubs. Um, the Braves, if they, I, I believe if they can keep it within one game to a one and a half games, I believe that, you know, they can control their own destiny with that Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. You know, and we get back to playing the divisional games again uh, after this series. And the other thing, too, you know, that and John, that's what I've always said. I, I think, you know, we've got to stay within that that one and a half range uh, when we play the Mets again. Uh, half a game would be nice. One and a half would be nice. And that's just because, you know, you win that first game. Now you're half game out and you're like, OK. Uh, you know, let's let's go. The worst thing that could happen in a three-game series is you'd be two and a half out, mm-hmm. uh, even if you lost the last two games. Well, what happens if you won two out of three? Lo and behold, you're only still now a half a game out. So you stayed exactly where, you know, somewhere in that range of where you were whenever you started this contest. So, you know, it's, it's going to be divisional teams from here on out. Um, and, and, two, they've been getting days off. Uh, mm-hmm. That's another plus. You know, they, they um, you know, they traveled out to Seattle, had the day off, uh, you know, played Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Now we've got the Giants, and, we're, and we didn't have far to go, uh, although it's kind of crazy out in, in uh, you know, out in California and out in Washington. If you, if you noticed, of course, you did notice, John, because all you can do is hear it, but uh, it, it was hazy out there uh, with the, uh, the wildfires that have been going on out out in, you know, Washington and California and stuff. So it was kind of hazy out in uh, weather-wise out in Seattle. Then you come back to San Francisco, and the weather's always nuts so crazy there too as well. You just never know, especially those night games. So you're going to get a day game, and then you're going to get an off day. You know, and then you're going to come home, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're going to play the, uh, the, the Phillies. Uh, so that should be an, an exceptionally fun series. Then you're going to go Nationals. You're going to go back to the Phillies, um, and then uh, let's see. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to make sure I get this right. 
yeah, you're gonna play you're gonna play the Phillies, then you're gonna go Braves, then you're gonna go back Phillies, back to the Nationals, and then you're gonna get the Mets, and then you're gonna end with the Marlins. Speaking uh, of so, yeah. Uh, so speaking of the weather out there, um, I was listening to Seven Fifty Five with David O'Brien this morning, and he was talking about uh the the smoke in the air. He's like, it was so smoky. Somebody lost the pop up in the in the smoke. Yes, uh, yeah, it was um, Seattle. Uh, one of their one of their guys was going after it, and I actually watched this. I actually saw this. Uh, one of their guys going after a, a foul ball, uh, and he didn't see it, and it just landed probably ten feet to his left, mm-hmm. uh, and he didn't see it. Uh, yeah, it, it was crazy. Uh, they they showed some some uh, aerial views. You know, uh, Friday night's game was Apple TV, which is always weird anyway, to be <laughs> honest with you, because they always – they're trying to, um, you know, glitz and glamour, I guess. They're trying to – you know, they, they got the camera guy on the field, you know, right there up close with them when they're, uh, when they're getting ready to walk up to bat. You know, they, they look like they had a drone or something that, that, that was scattered across. Uh, the uh, the stands and they could fly it back and forth, you know, showing you that view and stuff. It's just weird. It's a weird look, uh, anyway. So, um, but but it it um, you know it just had that. It's hazy. It was just strange. Just very very strange. So um, anyway, that again being on the West Coast, I, I and it sounds like I'm you know I, I could also complain about the umpire last night because it seemed like his strike zone was. <laughs> Uh, nowhere near um, anybody else's strike zone, or it was weird, you know, given calls, some calls and some calls not. Uh, so anyway, but that'd just be like I was crying over spilled milk or something. So, but that's kind of what the theme could be today, you know. It's it's just you know just not not been good, and it, it's it's pressure. But again, you know, status quo, maybe get the losses out of the way, um, you know. But again, this Giants team is good. Um, and and we played well. You know, what does your destiny? What do you want your destiny to be? Do you want to, uh, you know, whatever, whatever. So, uh, but but the Mets have, um, you know, certainly played well themselves. Uh, I believe they go. Um, I think it's Cubs, and then they go back Pirates. I think again, uh, if I recall correctly. Uh, so so they're you know they are. You know, they, they have themselves a little in the driver's seat. Uh, yeah, there's Cubs and then Pirates. Uh, and then they, they get the Brewers, which that could be good. And then they get the A's. Uh, so, just odd scheduling. I mean, especially in that regard, considering they've got the Cubs, the, the Pirates, the Brewers, and the A's. Okay? So, what the heck is Major League Baseball doing? You're playing those teams in the late late September, you Correct. know, why, why aren't we playing teams within our division, whether you don't play them very much during the year and you finish up with them, that's what it should be. Uh, but, and the schedule is going to change next year too, uh, because you're playing every, every team next year. So right. anyway, I don't know. I, 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 I've, I've argued this with NASCAR too. You know, I always thought NASCAR NASCAR always had this thing where they they seemed to keep a consistent schedule. They'd go to the same places every year. You mm-hmm. know, they had the same playoff tracks every year. And I'm like, 
that's terrible. Um, you know, I, I, why you change those up? Uh, because if you have the same playoff tracks, you take the same bits of information that you get every year to these tracks, and those guys like the Jimmy Johnsons and and some of those guys who used to, you know, when Jimmy Johnson won seven NASCAR championships, it's because they they go to those same tracks. They when they were able to test, they would save all of their testing up until the very end, and then they would test on all those tracks. And they'd come away with a great amount of information, and they'd go out and win. So I always thought they should change that up. Mm-hmm. And they finally got to got to where they were changing it up some. You know, put a mix of tracks in there, but do it every year. And and they never they never changed it. They always kept it the same. So uh, you know, Major League Baseball has has always you know been so quirky anyway to begin with. They come out with a schedule really early forget coming out with a schedule come out with it in november after the after the game after the season's over you mm-hmm. know uh and and your world series champion definitely should get some type of of uh consideration throughout the year uh you know so because they are the world series champ, they should earn that uh you know they the world series champ should open up at home mm-hmm. uh so you got your fans there and and you you hand out the rings uh, so, but anyway, I'm not in charge, not in charge. If I was, that would, ma- I'd make all those changes, but anyway, uh, so. I think we should call this the soapbox episode. It is a good soapbox episode. Yeah. I, it, yeah, that I, I don't, I just, anyway, yeah. I, or, or the, you know, gets my blood pressure going or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's lovely. Hey. Hey, by the way, it's lovely outside. So I mean, I should be. We should be feeling right. good about this weather. So. HBP stands for something else, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> um. So as we stand right now, the Braves are one and a half games back. Um, as we speak on Tuesday, September thirteenth. Yeah, thirteenth. I had to look at the date. Yeah, yeah. Um, thirteenth. So looking back on Friday night, the Braves end up winning six to four behind Charlie Morton, pitching only giving up four runs. Um, how the Braves look? I, I was um, paying attention to somebody. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, well, you were keeping me updated. I was halfway paying attention to the to the Braves, but then when you, uh, I believe you texted me and and uh, said it was two nothing in the early going, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, that that's great, and then. As soon as you, I, I kid you not, John. As soon as you texted me two nothing, and I flipped it over, uh, watching, gonna just kind of catch up. All of a sudden, it was two to two, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Well, crap! This is I, I, I got to stop that." So I didn't pay half attention, and then all of a sudden, rolled back in uh, at at times when I could, and uh, you know, we scored uh, one in the fourth, one in the fifth, and two in the sixth, and then I got home and actually finished watching the game. Uh, on Apple TV, so I had a chance to watch uh, a little bit of it at at the end. So you know, offensively, not bad. Um, you know, Michael Harris another good night. Robbie Grossman a good night, and you know, Robbie Grossman. I, I well, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But um, you know, uh, uh, Kenley Jansen came in and got two got two strikeouts, finished the game, which I was a tad bit worried about, um, and uh, you know, and Funny that I uh, I was I was laying in bed as Jansen's coming in to finish the game off, and I was thinking, oh no, 
you know, I knew I had to get up a little earlier the next morning because of some things that were going on. And I was just like, oh, no, he's going to come in. He's, it's probably going to take him 30 minutes to get out of the sitting. Uh, and he finished it up pretty quickly, which was good. So, um, but, you know, you know, fortunately, we, we put enough runs on the board. And, uh, you know, Grossman, I think, had a had a homer. And, and Harris, you know, a couple of hits. And, and uh, you know, everybody got a hit except uh, Vaughn Grissom and, and Ozuna. Uh, but Ozuna did walk. So, uh, you know, it was a good night overall. Uh, it, you know, it, it just kind of parlayed into the struggles uh, for the next night. But but overall, you know, Morton didn't pitch too bad. Uh, six and a third, I think Snicker went out there to get him um, to make sure that we held on to the lead. Uh, but six hits, and he did give up four, walked two, and struck out five. He didn't look too bad. Uh, I didn't think he looked too bad. Mentor came in and finished it up. So uh, it, it was just, you know, Seattle. Seattle's a good team. Seattle's a good hitting team. They got a bunch of nobodies there. Uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez was really good over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, really causing lots of problems. And, and I'm glad to see that uh, that's the case because, you know, they signed him to a long-term deal, which is good. Uh, I'm glad to see that he's doing, you know, kind of like he's going to be probably the rookie. If he's not rookie of the year in the American League, then somebody fell over and, you know, fell off their rocker, I guess. But, uh, you know, he's going to be rookie of the year. And, and, you know, you know, look at the future of Major League Baseball. You've got Julio Rodriguez. You've got Michael Harris. You've got Vaughn Grissom and Spencer Strider. And so, um, you know, the, the youngsters of baseball uh, are, are looking very good. And, and he was good all weekend, uh, Julio was. So, so that, that was good. He was a thorn in the side of the Braves, which, which does bother me. But then again, I like to see young kids, uh, you know, do well. And he's certainly a very talented kid. Uh, you know, leading off, doing like what Acuna is doing, leading off and, um, you know, going to uh, hopefully be a, a, a bright uh, star for Seattle. But but they've got a bunch of nobodies. Uh, and, you know, the pitching staff's not bad either, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Saturday night's pitcher was really good. It was a good pitching matchup there for a while. And, and um, they've got some guys, you know, but again, they're just a bunch of no-names. Uh, Mitch Hanniger might be the most recognizable name, other than Julio Rodriguez, uh, and that's about it. Um, and and they're 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 a good team. They're a really good team. This was a matchup. Of, this whole series was a matchup of uh, really young, talented, impressive uh, center fielders. Sure, and and they showed out. You know, I mean, okay. we're going to talk about Sunday. We're going to talk about Sunday's game. Um, you know, but they showed out, and that's great. Um, you know, it's a great, uh, a, a great battle, and and the young, the youngsters again. I mean, um, Seattle not necessarily as much known for their farm system, but uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez kind of came out of nowhere, um, and and you could say that Grissom and 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 Harris have kind of come out of nowhere as well. Uh, although you know, you and I knew about them in the farm system, but still, you know, they've kind of come upon. Uh, the world very quickly, uh, and and you know you've got a lot of people talking about them, and uh, you know hey I, the other thing I hope for is Ozzy Albie's hurries to get back because I think you know you know what what do we do when Ozzy comes back? Um, you know hopefully we can figure out how Vaughn Grissom stays in the lineup, which I think he can, and and maybe Ozzy can DH, and maybe they can flip flop DH and whatever. Um, but 
those two kids there for Atlanta have done well, and, and so has Rodriguez. And, you know, the baseball future is bright. Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. You still there? I thought my phone spaced out. Um, yeah, like, uh, and then you, you know, I, I was I was excited to see, uh, you know, Jared Kelnick, uh, who was basically supposed to be Julio Rodriguez's uh, running mate in the outfield. Right. He, he's down at uh, their AAA affiliate or AA affiliate. I'm not sure which one. Right. Uh, right. But there, I think that the Braves and the, you know, it's kind of ironic, but I think the Braves with, you know, Michael Harris, Von Grissom could become uh, a cross-league rival with these young, talented kids from. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Friday night's game, Rodriguez was one for two. He, he was on base twice. He, I mean, he's on base three times. He walked twice, too. So, you know, and then you look at what he, what he did Saturday and Sunday, too, you know. And and it's great. I'm 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 glad. You know, Seattle needs something, uh, you know, something good. But uh, you know, their pitching staff. You know, Robbie Ray, uh, is, is good. You know, the the kid that pitched, um, uh, Saturday night is good as well. So Sunday's, you know, pitcher was good too. So you know, they're they, again a bunch of no names, and those are the teams that you really like, mm-hmm. no name teams. You know, those are the teams that. Um, you know, it's like who's playing for Seattle? It doesn't matter. They're seventy. You know, they're they they've got almost eighty wins on the season. Uh, you know, they're going to be a wild card team. And and let me tell you, they're a dangerous wild card team. Okay, okay. a dangerous team. Um, so they're, they're you know it's going to be interesting to see how you know how it is played. Um, you know how how these games are played with Seattle. Um, you know, if you look at the standings, if you look at the um, – I'm trying to get the American League standings. If you look at the American League standings, uh, to be honest with you, if the Astros hadn't jumped out there so much, you know, the Mariners are 79-61, and 61, mm-hmm. okay? So, if they are in the Central Division, they're five games up of the Guardians, okay? Wow. Four and a half, maybe. If they're in the Eastern Division – Boy, what a race that's that is because the Blue Jays and the and the Mariners right now are all tied. They're tied for the top spot. They're seventy nine and sixty one, and their both teams are. And the Rays are seventy eight and sixty one. So that puts them a half a game out. So all three of those teams are within a half a game of each other in the standings for the wild card. Wow. Okay. So and and looking at best record. You know, the the Astros have the best record. The Yankees are going to be right there. So that means the Guardians are going to get either the Blue Jays, the Rays, or the Mariners, mm. okay, who have – who the Rays record is 78 and 61, better than the Guardians, okay? So, so you know, obviously the Guardians are going to have a tough go whoever they play. Uh, and then you're going to pit the other two teams against each other. So, you know, right now, it's if it was, let's say it's the Blue Jays, uh, you know, the Blue Jays and the um, Mariners would play each other, and then the Guardians would get the Rays. And then whoever loses or whoever wins, um, then is going to get the Astros. So, I mean, and the Astros and the Mariners, obviously in the same division. So, uh, you know, it's it's – it's 
it's going to be a tough go for whoever comes out of, of the American League. They're going to have some tough teams to play. And a pitcher we didn't even, the Braves didn't even see was Luis Castillo. Yeah, yeah, who they got from the Reds, who's been playing really well too. So, I mean, it 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 just gets better for the Mariners. I mean, that pitching staff is uh, honestly that pitching staff uh, is 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 very good. Uh, I I like the kid, and I'm, I'm trying to get to it before I before I say his name. I like the kid that pitched, uh, and it was Kirby. I liked George Kirby mm-hmm. on. Uh, Saturday night. Uh, he's he's just that kind of pitcher that uh, is kind of like Spencer Strider, except I believe he's lefty. Kirby is, mm-hmm. and he he doesn't throw the ball exceptionally hard, but he gets strikes, you know. And and he's got some good off speed stuff. And 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 he he got on. I mean, he was quick. I mean, he was just boom, boom, boom. Yeah, uh, which I loved because it was one of those late night games, and I got a chance to probably watch the large majority of it uh, before I ended up falling asleep and going to bed. Uh, but, but it was just so quick, just so quick, just so quick. Uh, I think I, if I remember correctly, it was, it was one of those eight thirty games, I think eight fifteen, eight thirty, um, eight fifteen. I think is when it started my time, at least. Um, I think at nine thirty they were in the fifth inning. Yeah. Uh, so I was thinking, wow, this thing's moving right along, even though they had had some scoring, um, you know. So, uh, but but again, I, you know, just hats off to those guys. Those those guys have played well, very well. So the Braves did win six four. Who would would be your standout for this game? Mine mine would be Michael Harris. All right, another couple of hit games for him. Uh, you know. Very well. And have you seen or, or have you heard, you know, after – I believe it's after, it's the seventh inning and beyond, his his average mm-hmm. uh, is like over 300 with homers and doubles. I mean, it's just an outstandingly high uh, number of things that he's done after the after the seventh inning, uh, seventh inning and beyond. Well, I do know. Uh, and, and, you know, what? and, and sorry, and, and look what he did on – Sunday, Sunday afternoon. So, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, my bad. I do know he's hitting 400 with runners in scoring position. He's 28 for 70. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just look at the look at what he's done uh, in that short period of time. Uh, it's it's outstanding. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, well, here comes the stuff we don't want to talk about. Um, well, I know. The loss. And, you know, look, on, on Saturday, 3-1 loss. Um, just didn't hit the ball, John. He only had three hits. Mm-hmm. Um, Dansby had two of them, um, and then Von Grissom had had one of them. And we got one hit and I uh, one run, and I believe that one run came on a Matt Olson ground out. Uh, with um, I'm trying to think. Um, I think it was Dansby. Maybe Dansby on third mm-hmm. um, was one of those hits. He got to third. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah, it, it just wasn't much going on, and they didn't give Max Fried, and who doesn't get much support anyway? But given, they didn't give him much support, um, and, and he didn't have a bad game himself, to be honest with you. Going up against Kirby, um, you know, he he gave up five hits, he gave up two runs. That's all he gave up on, and he struck out six, and he went six innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just wasn't, you know, it just wasn't uh, your typical hitting game for the Braves, and you wondered when that might roll around and and happen. And, and you're okay with it. I'm okay with those. 
Uh, it's just, you know, let's, let's get it back going again. You know, what really bothers me is this. You know, the, the Mariners were really on some players really playing the shift. Okay, and so I'm getting to where I'm a little more now. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the shift, but I'm getting to where now the shift is not necessarily the problem. It's the, it's the players not hitting against, against the shift. You know, uh, that's what I have a problem with. You know, Matt Olson was almost given the entire left side of the infield. Right. Um, yes, and, and, John, since you, you know, obviously you've, you've said your struggles with seeing, um, even you could see, John, that they are playing everybody on the right side of the infield. I mean, yep. the third baseman is playing like he's shortstop, but a little more up the middle shortstop, okay? That's yep. where they're playing. And, you know, these guys got to learn to hit the ball down the line, hit the ball down third base. If they had, if Matt Olson hits the ball down where the third baseman would normally be playing, it's a double, okay? Hey. And if there is anybody on first, they're scoring. Right. Okay? So that's what really has bothered me. I, like in, in Monday night's game I was watching, and Eddie Rosario and, and my son always came home and explaining me about – rolling over on a on a uh, on a pitch a pitch that's thrown and you roll over on it uh you know and, and I thought Eddie had kind of gotten very good with hitting the ball the other way because they were playing him kind of the same way and, and he would slap at it and hit it you know third base side or whatever well last night or Monday night I should say you know he gets up there and he got a hit he got two hits as a matter of fact and they were infield hits one he hit off the pitcher uh and and got on the other one uh, the second baseman, for some reason, it was a bang-bang play, uh, you know, tried to barehand it and throw him out. I think if he had just gloved it and then threw it, he'd have been okay. But that third time he got up, he rolled over trying to pull the ball. And if he'd have just, you know, instead of reaching out and trying to pull it, which normally you pop up or you roll over, just hit the ball the other way. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I, that, So I'm beginning to think that, it's not the shift problem. It's the it's the baseball major league baseball player problem that they all want to pull it uh, and they all want to hit the home run or or hit the ball to the right side or the left side or whatever. How about you hit the ball the other way? What happened to that? You know, I, I'd like to take all these guys out one day and just have a practice and tell them, okay, everything on this side, everything if if you hit everything to the if you're a left-handed batter, you hit everything to the right side, you're running. Uh, you know that that'd be my baseball team that way. If you hit, if you're a right-handed batter, you hit everything to the the left side. You're running. So let's learn to hit the ball the other way. I, I anyway. guess habits are hard to break. I guess it is habits hard to break. You know, it's like in the in the minors. You know, they that's why they try all these things out in the minors. You know, like the pitch clock. You know, George Kirby pitching on Saturday night, he would never have trouble with the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. Um, so Friday night, I decided. To and as I was laying in bed, I grabbed my phone and I decided, you know what? Let's put a pitch clock on Kenley Jansen. Oh, Lord. Um, he failed. Yeah, he failed. Uh, he's in trouble. Kenley Jansen is one of those guys that are going to be in trouble with the pitch clock because I gave him 15 seconds with nobody on, 20 seconds with somebody on. He never got anybody on, at least. He failed every time. Now, I don't know when they're going to start this clock, so I started it as soon as he got the ball back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And every time I did it for like four or five times, eh, 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 he failed every time. 
every time. You know, the batter's got to be in the batter's box at a certain second or so. They've got to be there, uh, you know, got to be ready. Catcher's got to be down. Everybody was in the box. Everybody was ready. And boom, he failed every time, um. every time. So, so it, it's, it's a mindset, and you're right, it's habit. Uh, and in the minors, you know, that's why they teach those things about the pitch clock and, and trying to make it faster and trying to make it faster. Well, some of these guys, old habits are hard to break, and some of these guys are going to have to break some of these habits. And, you know, it's the same way with Ozzie Albies. You know, Ozzie, they always play him to, to pull. You know, and if he would hit the ball the other way, he gets a double every single time. He should be the leader in doubles. Matt Olson is one of the leaders in doubles. He should probably have about 20 more doubles because he hits the ball the other way and runs and gets to second base. Um, we digress, so, right? Yeah, I digress. We digress. So, uh, <laughs> this might just be the Michael Harris series, I'm, I'm going to tell you. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, um, you know, of course – uh, Saturday night, you know, Dancy Swanson got the two hits, so you could look at him as being being uh, the guy uh, that, even though Max pitched very well, pitched good enough for a win, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd still go Dancy Swanson would be my guy. And, and then that, that pulls us into, you know, excitement central for uh, Sunday's game. I'm going to be honest, and forgive me, Braves fans, but I was, you know, hanging out with my wife and her friend, and the – I was keeping up with it. It got five one, six one. I was like, eh, okay, okay, I'm I'm done. Yeah. I'm, oh yeah. I'm gonna yeah. go. I'm gonna go be social and hang out with them for a little bit longer. Yeah. Well, you know, oh, and then I kept getting highlights. All right, it's it's six two. All right, Michael Harris hits a shot in the top of the eighth. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yep. And then he hits a three run bomb in the top of the night. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Okay. I'm yeah. The game back I'm back. Here. I'm back. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And, you know, Eddie Rosario's down to two strikes. All right, all right it's about over. Rosario yeah. slaps, one to, slaps one to right. I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, and Robbie Grossman, a bomb yeah. to right field, and I jump out of my seat, and they were they were, they were were building a Titanic puzzle or a model, and they're like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's great. I was like, yeah, um, yeah, when you texted me and said I, – I was texting you during the course of the game anyway because – I was, um, I was, you know, giving you, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm about done. I'm, I'm frustrated because, you know, they keep hitting. I can't remember what it was, fly balls, or they, they, they don't you know. You were frustrated with Odorizzi. You were like, yeah, I was frustrated with Odorizzi. And you know, Snicker had a quick hook mm. on Sunday, and, and that makes me just wonder, okay, what's going on um, with, with why, why the quick hook? on on Sunday to get him out because he'd already given up four runs. Um, and so he went out there and got him, and he was just in three and two-thirds of an inning. So mm-hmm. pitching into the fourth. Um, and, and so it makes me wonder what's going to happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised if coming up that next start is not going to be one that is that you're not going to know who's going to start until – um, until that late, late, until late. Well, you really one of those where Rizzi was going to start this game until late. Yeah, Rizzi, yeah, his, he, he was, his was not mentioned until I think Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, finally found out Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not the same case. That I was keep, I, we kept talking. I, I, you know, Elder, I think Bryce Elder should have been given another chance to start. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, yeah. and I hope, 
that he does. I hope he gets another chance to start. Uh, that's my hope. Um, so, but we'll see, and we'll see how far uh, you know you you want to go uh, with that. But um, let's just see where where uh, we are come this next weekend when you know because it's the Phillies this weekend. Right. Uh, so I do think that you know to me Odorizzi just looks like he he pitches up and it's up and it's up and it's up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just hope that Bryce Elder gets a chance. Uh, but you know you turn that into disappointment because um, Jackson Stevens came in and pitched well. Dylan Lee came in and pitched well. Uh, Matic gave up a run and McHugh gave up a run. And then Kenley Jansen couldn't finish it in the ninth. And that's the other thing that really bugs me about the game is, is you're right. They, they made a huge comeback, uh, had a chance to win, and then Jansen couldn't finish it up. He's blown more saves this year. Is this the seventh, I believe, that he's blown more than he's ever blown in his career? Um, so I, I think it's time to either um, use Iglesias more in situations in back-to-back days and let Kenley Jansen pitch maybe every every other day or something. Um, but I, I believe that end spot, it's time to make a change, uh, and it's time to go with Iglesias uh, and see what you got from uh, Iglesias. Kirby Yates, I don't think, ready just yet, no. uh, but he could certainly be the guy that next year could be that eighth-inning guy, the ninth-inning guy. You flip-flop those two guys. But I do believe it's time to give Iglesias that chance to finish up the game in the ninth. You're thinking right along with um, David O'Brien and Erica Flaherty from this morning. Um, they're thinking put if John, uh, Jansen can do it, he could go in the like seventh or eighth inning, and yeah. then put you know Iglesias in the ninth. Um, I kind of like yeah. that. I would alternate between Iglesias and Mentor depending on the matchups in the ninth. Yes, yeah, and you're right. Um, you know, A.J. Minter, you know, did finish up when Kenley Jansen was on the uh, injured list. But you're right. I do believe, depending on what's coming up in the ninth, could dictate whether you use Minter or whether you use Iglesias. Because you got two different guys. you got a righty and a lefty who throw hard. Uh, so, uh, you know, obviously if there's going to be more lefties, you know, you use Minter. If there's going to be righties, you use Iglesias. Uh, so yeah, I I don't have any problem with that. I think that's not necessarily a bad idea. Let's let's uh, see what happens with it. And then, um, so I'm just gonna call this the Michael Harris game because he had four RBIs out of the air. Yeah, there's there's no no way you can look at anybody else uh, in this game. And um, you know, up at the let's uh, you know Harris Harris played great uh, at four RBIs, two hits. Uh, that that's great. Um, you know, it's weird how you get a little more excited when the kids come up, like Harrison Grissom, mm-hmm. uh, because you know how well they've been hitting. But the guys at the top have been struggling just a tad, although Austin Riley has been really hitting the ball well uh, again. Um, but it's Dansby and Acuna that have really, you know, although Dansby had a good road trip, it's just not the timely hits you used to seeing from Dansby Swanson. Right. Um, and Ronald is struggling at the top. Uh, he's really struggling. At the, his bat looks about a second late. Okay, mm-hmm. he's not getting on the ball like he normally does. Uh, I believe in last 
in uh, Monday night's game, he did actually hit the ball the other way. Um, I believe up and in, you can get Ronald. Uh, just like in, if we start talking about Monday's game, Robbie Grossman, and, and again, the, the umpire was all over the place, but Robbie Grossman, his first two at-bats, he struck out, mm-hmm. and he looked at strike three, and both times, and the, the second time he batted, all three pitches were inside, but they were, they were right there, perfect shots inside, and he stood there and looked at every single one of them, and the ump called him out, and you could tell, and you could see it coming. This is going to be the next pitch. He's going to get that little cutter, and it's going to dance back in. Uh, you know, looks like it's going to hit him, and it's going to dance right back in, right across on that inside corner, and all three of them did, and he got called out, standing there going, what happened? Well, swing the bat, son. That's what you got to do if it's close. Swinging, especially with the umpire Monday night, if it it was all over the place with the strike zone. So, um, anyway, I'll, I'll get off that. But, um, but, but that's you know, I, I it, it's just that mindset that I keep thinking. You know, here comes it. He's going to throw it to you again if you don't watch out. <laughs> well, Sharder yeah. was pitching Monday night against the Giants in San Francisco and. Um, the Ravens end up losing three to two. They come back. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I didn't watch most of this game because I was asleep. Um, well, me too. Yeah. Um, did, how did, how do you think Strider performed Friday night? Or... Yeah. You know, he was, uh, he, he went through that one anywhere he struggled and they hit him, uh, to score those two runs, but I thought he settled down. Um, again, he was frustrated with Mr. Umpire. Okay. And you could tell it. Um, there were and, – and I would be too. I, I would have to if I was Snitker. I might have gotten thrown out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, just because there were times when what was a strike one time was not a strike the next time. And I hate that. Um, you know, if you're going to have – there's been times where uh, there – I can't remember one game in particular. The umpire was calling the ball. He, he was given the high strike. Every time he was given a high strike. You know what? I don't like the high strike, but I live with it if he's going to call it every time. Right. Uh, if, if he's consistent every time. But this umpire was all over the place. He might give you the high strike one time, and he wouldn't give it to you the next. He might get. He called somebody out. Uh, I believe it's Brandon Crawford he called out on strike. He gave him the low strike, but the pitch before, he didn't call a strike. And I'm like, okay, he put that thing right in the same spot. You know, right in the same spot. So, so Spencer, I think, himself struggling on the night because of the strike zone, uh, because the ump was so inconsistent. Now, he was still throwing the ball hot and heavy, uh, mm-hmm. but he just got that one inning where he got in trouble and couldn't, couldn't pitch out, and they scored the runs. Um, and, and we just didn't get many hits on the night um, as far as timely hits. We had runners on base. We had runners in scoring position couldn't get them home, you know, so uh, that that was the struggle. Ronald was in scoring position in the first inning, uh, couldn't get him home. Uh, and, again, it was one of those where if Matt Olson hits the ball down the third base, on the third base side, Ronald scores. Uh, so uh, we, we had runners on base, just couldn't get anybody home. Leadoff runners on and just couldn't get anybody home. Um, so – Strider ended up, you know, this ended up three to two. Um, who stood out to you in this game uh, uh, offensively? Because Strider, I mean, um, well, but 
He gave up. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie Rosario had three hits, you know, and that's good. Uh, we need Eddie to continue. Uh, it was last year at this time that I believe um, he had the uh, he had the cycle and had Ooh, five hits on five pitches. I forgot about that. That was awesome. Yeah, they showed that uh, last night, as a matter of or Monday night. They showed that five hits, uh, hits for the cycle, five pitches. <laughs> so, that was awesome. Um, you know. If, if if Eddie could get back hitting again, um, it just makes the bottom of the order even more dangerous when you go with Harris, Rose, uh, Harris Grissom, Rosario, and then I'm still, I, again, I am not sold on Robbie Grossman. So, um, you know, against lefties, I'm okay with that. If you want to flip-flop it, I wish Acuna was back out playing in the, in the outfield uh, mm-hmm. so that you can get Contreras back in there. Or when Ozzy Al- Albies comes back, he and him and Grissom could flip flop being the DH. I'm okay with that. At this point, even though I'm not a huge fan of Marcel Ozuna, I would. Uh, he seems to be hitting the ball of late, uh, so I, I, I would even give him a chance. I don't like him in left field because his defense is not so great. Uh, but um, anyway, I'm you know I, I watched the play last night and Robbie Grossman comes in and this is his ball in the outfield. Uh, and the game before uh, Saturday, Sunday, uh, I think Grissom and and Grossman had run into each other, um, and and so you got Grissom running out, and Grossman catches the ball, and they hit each other. Well, on Monday night, you got Grossman coming in, and again, this is his ball, and he's not running that far. He slows up, and the ball bounces in front of him. Wow. You know, so I'm like, come on, guys. You know, this is the outfielder's ball. He's a, you know he's coming in. He's got a better view of it, and mm-hmm. and if you're Grissom, you know, being the rookie, you don't want to have that happen again because they're going to say, well, that's just a rookie, you know, making those mistakes. Well, if you're not going to go catch it, then I'm going to. Get out of my way. You right. Know? So, anyway, sorry, we digress again. <laughs> so, as we speak Tuesday night, the Braves will send Kyle Wright to the mound, 17-5 record. Yeah. Trying to go for yep. 18 wins. Man, if he gets to 20 wins – That'll be awesome. Oh, sure. Yeah, I will. You know, and, and he really um, he really needs an, a good outing, honestly. Uh, did not pitch well his last outing. Did not look very good. Didn't make it out of the fifth inning. So, he needs a good outing. And, and um, I think that was just an anomaly. Of course, he's pitched more innings than he has in the past. Um, so, I'm, I'm hoping that is – um, I'm, I'm hoping that it's just a a a, a phase, a very short phase uh, that uh, you know he can get through, that he can battle through. Uh, so, but right, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that he can get to that 20 win mark. He's, you know, his chances are dwindling. Uh, but what I need him right now is we need a good game coming up tonight. We need a very good game pitching tonight, and and. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get that out of Kyle Wright. And then Charlie Morton will be on the mound for the Braves tomorrow night or tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah. Guess, guess who pitches a Wednesday afternoon game again? Oh, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's Charlie Morton. Do you know this is like? I know it's three Wednesday afternoon games he's pitched. I know right. it. One of them he got shellacked on. Okay, 
the other one, I think he did win. I think they, they pitched well. Uh, so this will be his third, third game on a Wednesday afternoon. You know how much I like Wednesday afternoon games. Oh, yeah. Kind of like Sunday night games. You know, I'm not a huge fan of those. But um, anyway, you know, the only thing good about playing, um, and I think um, I have to go back and look and see. Um, you know, if, if you get, say, if you, you're playing those afternoon games, mm-hmm. you know, you, you show those guys um, as far as, like, the, the Mets. So, that you know, Braves play Tuesday night. They're going to play a Wednesday afternoon game. So, you know, take, like, the Mets who are playing the Cubs, uh, and I believe theirs is maybe a Wednesday afternoon game too as well. Uh, no, I'm wrong. It is both night games. So so now you show the Cubs, or you show the Mets, okay, we won. Uh, now we're going to put the pressure on you. Right. That's the only good thing about knowing what a, a Wednesday afternoon or a Thursday afternoon game, that's the only good thing about it, is you show the team, the team that you're behind or ahead of or whatever, whether they need to win or lose. Uh, whatever. Um, so that's the only good thing. But yes, it'll be a Wednesday afternoon game with Charlie Morton going on the mound. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I heard something funny yesterday listening to the game. So the roof was open for most of the game, right? Yes, yes. When they closed it, right? Yes. That's when the Braves got hot. Did you yes. notice that? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that great? I was curious as to why. With all of that haze out there, too, mm-hmm. um, Friday night when I saw that, uh, Saturday, too, I was curious as to why the roof was open in the first place, mm-hmm. um, why they didn't close it just to be able to not have that haze, uh, yeah. you know, that smoke or that whatever. So I was curious why they didn't close it. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's great. And it seems like a great atmosphere. You know, the, the uh, Seahawks have – what I think is a great atmosphere to play in. It's loud. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that was, the Monday night football game was in Seattle. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a great atmosphere. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, still, you know, that Mariners team is dangerous. Much like I think if this Giants team was in the race, was in the hunt, that they would be dangerous too because they have played well uh, down the stretch. Uh, they have played very well. And, and those teams above them uh, have, have struggled a little bit. Um, even though the Giants right now in their last 10 games are 5-5, five and five, they've played well against the Padres and the Dodgers. Right. Uh, so so that has, you know, certainly uh, they, they would be a scary team to play right now. So I got a question. If we're a Braves yes. podcast, Tim, can we still do an Albert Pujols home run update? You know what? I think so because I think you would have everybody that would be doing it to begin with. You know, I think what you're, what you're going to see – from Albert Pujols to hit that 700 mark, you're going to start seeing every at bat. Um, you know, ESPN is going to break in uh, and and show every at bat, uh, something like that. So yes, you know, because I think we've said it before on this very same podcast is we both want Albert Pujols to get to 700. Yes. Um, you know, I think a very class act. Um, you know, you hate the fact that you know he spent some years where he was injured. To, you know, to where if he had just hit some more home runs during those years, mm-hmm. uh, that that he he would have got to 700. But um, you know, either he that or we're gonna this weekend, so that made me happy. He did, yeah. He's got he's only got three more to go for 700. 
you know, either that or we're going to give a Mike Trout update because he's hit a home run, what, in like seven or eight straight games? I think seven. So, yeah. Uh, and so that's a good thing from Mike Trout. But, oh, yeah. but yeah, no, Albert Pujols, I, I, you know, both those guys, Mike Trout, Albert Pujols, both those guys are great guys. And, and you know, I, I hope that he can make it to that 700 mark. Yeah, uh, I really, really do. You know, they've got a big series uh, starting with the Brewers, Brewers who are eight games out. You know, so the Cardinals themselves, one, two, three, four, five, six. Hold on, I'm going to try to count. Seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 games left. Mm-hmm. So 21 games for him to hit 700 home runs. That's um, more than every seven games. I think, I think it's. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and they're, you know, they're going to have, and oddly enough, this is the bad thing about St. Louis. They got the Padres and the Dodgers mm. that they play. What in the world are they playing the Padres and the Dodgers? Now, look, hey, th- this is what's going to be fun about that series, by the way, with the Padres. Uh-huh. That could be a series that they end up having to play in the wild card. Right. Because they're that third place team in, in the divisional, quote, the overall divisional standings. The Cardinals are that third-place team right now. Uh, so they could end up getting the Padres to open up that wild card. Um, and, and that, you know, that would certainly make for some fun uh, because, you know, right now uh, in the wild card standings, it's still the Braves at the top. Uh, then you've got uh, the Phillies with 78 wins and the Padres with 77 wins. So, Yeah. If I am Clayton Kershaw pitching against Albert Pujols in that Dodgers series, the Dodgers have already wrapped up the best record in baseball. They've already wrapped up the division. I'm grooving on to Albert Pujols. Look, I, I've said this all along. If I got to the weekend series and he was one homer away and I was a starting pitcher that night, um, I would tell Albert Pujols, I would say, Albert, I want you to hit 700. I think you are a fantastic guy. I want you to hit it. I'm going to groove one up there for you. I'm not going to make it look like that I'm grooving it up there, but here's what I'm going to throw. I'm going to get. I'm going to pitches. Exactly. And my catcher is going to tell you what the pitch is every time because mm. I want you to hit 700. And, yes, if I'm Clayton Kershaw, as, as good of a career as Clayton Kershaw's had, I would love to be the guy known that gave Albert Pujols his 700th home run. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know everybody um, for for Pete Rose. You know when he's the all-time hits leader. When he broke that record, it was Eric Shaw that was pitching. Every in any baseball fan during that time period, within the last 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, well, longer than I'm old. So you go back further than that. You know, and, and when Pete Rose broke the all-time hits record that Ty Cobb had his bad bats were shown every single time he came to the plate mm-hmm. okay so being a Braves fan they would switch over and you were watching you know because at that time you couldn't watch uh very much ESPN was just kind of in its infant stage at that time you know so and, and the Braves they were switching over to go to Pete Rose's at bats and so I saw his at bat um uh, just like um, you know, when, when Pete Rose had the, had, had hit in 44 games, I think was the, was the mark. And he didn't, uh, was it, uh, DiMaggio hitting 52 or something like that? Um, so 56. yeah, 56. 
So Pete Rose at 44, it was Gene Garber who struck him out for the Braves to end that 44-game hitting streak. Oh, okay? wow. <clears throat> so, so those are the things you remember. Eric Schau giving up the, um, you know, who gave up the 715th home run to Hank Aaron? It was Al Downing of the Dodgers. Okay. I'm glad that you did know that. that. Yeah. 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 And it came in Atlanta, by the way. Dusty Baker was on deck, you know. So, um, so yeah, you know, those are the things that you remember. Uh, Michael Strahan, who did, when he broke the sack record, who'd he sack? Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. Because Brett Favre just fell down, basically. But still, uh, you know, you remember those things. It's not the fact that it's that, oh, well, it's, you're, you're notorious. No, I would want to be the pitcher because Albert Pujols is such a great guy. Right. I want to be the guy that gives it up. And I think that's kind of what Brett Favre was thinking, too. He said, I want to be that guy that is, the, that is Michael Strahan's uh, sack to set the record. You know, even though he didn't admit it, I think that's what it was, what happened anyway. So, Who anyway. was the famous broadcaster that called that home run by Hank Aaron at 7-15? Well, that would, be, uh, that would be Ben Scully. Yes, it would be. Because he was with the Dodgers. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and that, you, you can even go back, you know, who was, the, who was the guy on the call that Kurt Gibson, when he hit the home run, it was Joe, it was Jack Buck, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, like um, the, um, when the, in the Olympic gold medal game, or the, actually it wasn't the gold medal game, when the U.S. hockey team beat the Russians, it was Al Michaels on the call, you know? So, I mean, you remember things like that and, and, and certainly, if it was Clayton Kershaw, he would be remembered as the guy that gave up 700 home runs. But, uh, but I did see an interesting story um, about Albert Pujols. This is how the, kind of what kind of guy he is. So he hits, you know, he's three away. He's now at 697 home runs. So he breaks a, goes into, uh, goes past a rod, and 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 so he, the, the 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 people that caught the ball, they were Pirates fans. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to give the ball back to Albert, okay? And oh, they were yeah. going to give it back to him. And and um, their uh, that father had passed away a year before, mm-hmm. um, the person that had caught it. And so Albert um, said, you know what? This will mean more to you than it would be to me. You keep the ball. Here's two more baseballs that I'll sign and gave them to him. Oh, That's wow. the kind of guy that Albert Pujols is, you know? Yeah. So that and that's fantastic and and um, you know it's 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 great. I you know I'd be wanting that baseball, but he said, you know what, this will mean more to you than it would to me. Uh, you keep it. Here's two more. Thank you and and whatever. So uh, you know a great gesture. Uh, but dog, but yes, she's pardon. She's uh, yelling at somebody. Outside. Oh well, hey, mine. Um, you know mine does that too. We we've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who was that um, famous broadcaster on the call for May the win Murray over Mayfield a couple years ago? Two hundred. Yeah. That, hey, let's go with me. Uh, but John, I'll go back even further. The first time we ever beat Mayfield in the playoffs back in '97, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I've been there for three wins in the last you know twenty something years, and so yeah, uh, yeah, it's 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 great. Um, you know, you that's what your, I love. You love that's what I Cardinals, love. don't you? Yeah, that's what I love about, you know, those those things that you're there to see those kind of uh, events happen and, and you're you're calling the game. And, and um, 
you know, it's fun, but you, you're remembered for at least something. Uh, it's funny. There was a picture of us, the, the, the lady that does the quarterback club, um, if, if you, you're on Facebook, and I know you have trouble seeing this, John, but if you, to get this described to you, there's a, a, she usually takes a picture of us if we're home, and you never know what we're going to be doing at the time she takes the picture. So I'm leaning out the window, and I've got my finger, I got my hand up under my chin, and it looks like I'm, I, I would love to be the caption. What caption? What's he thinking? I'm like, hmm, what play are we going to run next? We're going to run or something. You know, what am I thinking at the time? So anyway, it's just, it's funny. But, but uh, I hope Albert gets there and, and it seems like he's going to have enough games to be able to get there. So I just hope he plays. That's the other thing. He's not been playing very much. And, and, and I got to give him every opportunity. I cannot oh. be the manager that set Albert Pujols and, and is not playing and didn't get to 700. You're up, you're up seven, eight games already. I mean, yeah. Yeah, there, there's the no – you got 21 games left. You're – you know, yes, you could be fighting for that uh, second that second place. Uh, you know, uh, the Mets are 89 wins. Uh, the Cardinals at 83, I think, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you could be fighting. But, you know, gosh, I got to give Albert – I got to give him a chance. You know, I got to give him a chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, that's about all I had. Jeremy, you got anything else? No, I'm good. I've, I've, my blood pressure's high enough as it is right now. It's time to, you know, get off the soapbox. <laughs> Let's take a – oh, I can't even think of a blood pressure medicine right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's okay. It probably wouldn't help. <laughs> we will see you guys back Thursday or Friday. Um, yep. Thanks, for guys, for listening, and I appreciate it. Um, Thanks for checking us out. You can check us out on any listening platforms that uh, you can think of that I know. I don't know very many, but I know of Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Anchor, something like that. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can find me on Twitter at F3 Motley Crew. And you can find both of us on Facebook. I'm at John Robert McKay. Jeremy? I'm just plain old Jeremy Bell. Ah. Well, guys. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. As always, go Braves. Go Braves.